Buenos dias, Hate Street. This is the Rorschach Spain update from Thursday, the 8th of July, 2021. The show will be around 10 minutes of the big stuff going on in Spain. We're starting with sad news from A Coruña in Galicia, where last Saturday, the 3rd of July, 24-year-old Samuel Luis Muñiz was brutally beaten to death. According to witnesses, Muñiz was assaulted by more than seven people in front of a nightclub. Police learned that the incident started when Samuel made a video call to a friend. One of the eventual attackers misunderstood the gesture and thought Samuel was filming him and his friends. The group punched and kicked the victim, leaving him no possibility to defend himself. After several hours in the hospital, Samuel succumbed to his injuries. One of Samuel's friends tweeted the victim's sexual orientation caused the attack. On Monday, the 5th of July, numerous LGBTQ plus organizations gathered across Spain seeking justice for Samuel's death. Thousands of people came together in A Coruña's main square where individuals reminded the public that this was not an isolated incident as a gay couple was attacked just days before and a trans woman just a day after Samuel. Various government officials have publicly condemned the attack, one of them being Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez, who expressed condolences to the victim's family and said Spain would not tolerate this type of attack on human freedom. Police are still investigating the murder, and so far, no official arrests have been made despite numerous witnesses and surveillance camera footage. A new bill known as the Only Yes Means Yes bill was approved by the government This Tuesday, the 6th of July, once confirmed by Parliament, the new law will strengthen the country's anti-rape legislation. Consent will be the crucial element in judging sexual crimes. Penetration without consent will be considered rape without requiring victims to prove that the attacker or attackers were either violent or intimidating. The Minister of Equality, Irene Montero, celebrated this decision with a two-minute video shown at the press conference on Tuesday. In the video, she said politics is finally reacting to the demands of society, particularly feminists and the country's women. On Tuesday, the 6th of July, the Minister of Economy, Nadia Calvino, announced that the government plans to postpone the decision about the interprofessional minimum wage until 2022. She stated the government needs to focus on economic growth and job creation this year, However, she emphasized that their plan to increase the minimum wage is still on track and the government will remain committed until the minimum wage reaches 60% of the average salary. The lifting of coronavirus restrictions and progress in vaccination against COVID-19 have helped Spain reduce its unemployment rate. Data collected in May showed about 3.6 million unemployed in Spain. And this June, the number fell by more than 160,000. It was the most significant one-month drop in unemployment since 1996. On Thursday, the 2nd of July, Pedro Sanchez said in an interview that the fall is a significant achievement. Last time unemployment numbers were this high was back in 2008, and it took the country 10 years to recover. Although the hospitality and finance sectors are overwhelmed with job seekers, the medical field is drastically understaffed and in urgent need of qualified employees. Nursing homes across the country are looking to hire more than 15,000 qualified nurses, but it seems that many who might be a good fit would rather seek employment in the public health sector. Low wages and long working hours are just some of the common reasons why this happens. According to the General Council of Nursing, Spain lacks over 120,000 nurses across the entire healthcare system. Catalonia has tried to solve this problem by looking for staff in Colombia, but as often happens, bureaucracy got in the way, as it will take over a year to approve all work visas. Government's trying to find a solution. One idea could be copy the German model and allow nurses to work with specialized degrees in nursing instead of university degrees, which is the usual requirement in Spain. 
This information might be interesting to all those enrolling in university this year who still haven't decided on a field of study. According to the government, the demand for this profession will only rise in the next five years. While on the subject of education, here's some surprising news. Nearly 90 public schools in Spain that previously offered bilingual education have decided to opt out of this program. Almost 20 years after introducing this initiative, teachers, students, and parents in some communities have criticized how schools conduct education in both English and Spanish. Main criticism lies in the fact that not all schools have the same criteria when hiring teachers who lead these classes. In some communities, such as Andalucía, Teachers only need a B1 level certificate, which signifies that a person is fluent but not proficient in the language, according to the Common European Framework of Reference for Languages, or CEFRL. In others, like Madrid, to teach in a bilingual school, it's mandatory to have a C1 level certificate indicating both fluency and proficiency. Currently, there are no public schools in Madrid that offer a curriculum only in Spanish. These differences have led many disgruntled teachers and parents to vote to suspend this type of education. They claim that the lectures are too difficult for students and do not provide tangible value. To find out more about this subject and find a list of schools that offer bilingual education in your region, head out to the web portal of El País. The link is in our show description. After a sharp rise in COVID-19 cases last week, several autonomous communities have decided to reinstate some restrictions on nightlife. Catalonia, Cantabria, Navarra, and the Balearic Islands have decided to either limit the capacity of bars and nightclubs, reduce the working hours, or even close them entirely in certain communities. The regions will make their decision regarding the restrictions by the end of this week. Last Friday, the 2nd of July, Spain again reached 152 cases of COVID-19 per 100,000 inhabitants. Worrying statistics have forced epidemiologists to reconsider the way they measure risk areas. Pedro Guillón from the Spanish Epidemiological Society believes it was probably always a mistake to measure only the number of cumulative incidents. He thinks it would be more helpful to look at other statistics, such as incidents according to age group, hospital occupation, number of positive cases, or mortality. He hopes they will develop a new solution to accurately measure the spread of the virus as Spain might once again turn red on the European risk map, which could harm the economy that just started to recover. Institute of Cinematography and Audiovisual Arts announced that on Friday, the 2nd of July, the winner of the National Cinematography Award, their annual recognition for outstanding contribution in Spanish cinematography. This year, the prestigious award went to actor Jose Sacristan. The decision to award Sacristan was unanimous and, to some, long awaited. The 82-year-old actor has performed in Spanish theaters and films for over 60 years, winning numerous awards and recognitions for his work, such as the Goya Award and the Gold Medal for Merit in Fine Arts. He will receive the award in September at the San Sebastián Film Festival. Continue with more news from the theater, a version of William Shakespeare's last play, The Tempest, was performed this Thursday, the 8th of July, at the Teatro Principal de Palma de Mallorca, the play directed by Peter Brook and Marie-Hélène Estienne was part of the Fila U Festival, which began on the 2nd of July and will run till the end of the month. Part of the festival, you'll be able to get the opportunity to attend various concerts, such as the one by Omara Portuondo, a diva from the Buena Vista Social Club. You can buy tickets online at the Teatro Principal website. Link is in the show notes. For the end of the show, the end of Euro 2024 Spain. On Tuesday, the 6th of July, Italy won with a score of 4-2 to two on penalties in the semifinals of the European football competition against Spain, thus eliminating Spain from the tournament just shy of the championship match. 
Italy will compete against England for the Euro 2020 Championship this coming Sunday, July 11th. That's it for this week. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe, share it with your buds, let us know your thoughts and ideas, leave a review. You can also send us an email with your recommendations or questions at podcast at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima. Hasta la próxima.